If you'd like to receive the Tiny Leaps Digest, a weekly newsletter containing the best personal development content from all across the web, you can do so by texting the word TINY to 38470 right now. Once you do, it'll ask you for your email address. Go ahead and enter it, and I will see you in your inbox. In this episode, I talk about some psychological tricks people are using right now to get you to give them your money. Sit back and enjoy the show because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Today's song is Ark by Shipwreck and Zookeepers, and I love the song for a few reasons. Amazing sound choices, awesome Legend of Zelda sample, and an overall beautiful melody. Check out the artist, and let's get into the show. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and I've always been fascinated by psychology and decision making. Part of the reason I started this podcast was to have an excuse to read more articles and books on the subject and to really try to understand why people do what they do. Back when I was 11 years old, I thought I was going to grow up to be a psychologist In fact, one of my first business ideas when I was 13 was a website for teenagers to anonymously speak with a therapist about the things they were struggling with. The brain, decision-making, and why we do what we do has always been interesting to me, and that's what marketing is all about. At its best, it's a process of appealing to your psychology in order to influence you to do something you wouldn't normally do. Here's the crazy thing. Most people don't know much about marketing and they don't really care about it. In fact, unless you are actively involved in it, you have probably never really thought about it at all. But it's being done to you all the time, especially in a consumer-driven society like the United States. Everywhere you look and turn, someone is trying to influence you to give them your money. It's a big part of why most of us spend far more than we earn and end up in debt. So in today's episode, I want to spend a little time talking about this. I can't go super in-depth in this one episode, but if you like this, I encourage you to reach out on Twitter at Greg Clunas or via my website, www.gregclunas.com, and let me know. All right. So we know that we are always experiencing the effects of marketing, but what can we do about it? Well, the first step is to realize that it's not really about doing something about it. That's just the world we live in. It's about being able to keep your head on straight and to realize when you shouldn't spend money on something, no matter how much you feel you want it. That's easier said than done, of course, but to make it just a tiny bit more doable, 
I'm going to share three common things businesses, brands, and organizations do all the time to get you to give them your money. The first is to align what they want with a core desire of yours. Quote, to divert the customer from the wrong vehicle and effectively bypass price, a special finance salesperson must introduce the psychological elements of the sale early in the process. One effective method that I recommend is to show the customer the merits of establishing or reestablishing a positive credit score. To be effective, you have to build the vision of an easier life for them with good credit and then get their buy-in. End quote. This was from the Auto Dealer Monthly website, and it's meant to be advice to help finance salespeople sell more of the cars they want. So what's going on here? Well, when you go to buy a new car, you will likely first look at what would be considered your dream car. Very quickly, though, you may realize that you can't afford it and your credit and income just aren't good enough to get it through financing. From there... Now that your bubble has been popped, you'll start to look at other cars based on price. The logical side of you is trying to find something you can comfortably afford, and the emotional side of you is trying to find something you're happy with. Using these two sides, you will look for a car that lands at a perfect balance between the two. Now, here comes the finance salesperson, and their job is to get you to look at cars that are cheaper than your dream car, but a little outside of your comfort zone. They do this because it means they can get a larger financing deal, which means a bigger commission. So using the technique given in that quote, a salesperson would explain the benefits of taking a slightly larger financing deal. They'd talk about how it would help your credit. They'd talk about how an improved credit score could help you get that dream car in the future. Basically, they'd take everything you want for your life and explain how the car they recommend will help you get it. This appeals more to your emotional side than your logical side. And that's why you may start to feel a little anxious or uncomfortable, but the perceived benefits of that dream outweigh those feelings and you decide to go with their choice. The second technique that is commonly used is called priming. Okay, this is sort of a longer quote, so bear with me a little bit. Quote, psychology today gives the example of two groups of people reading the word yellow, followed by either sky or banana. Because people have a semantic association between the fruit and its color, the yellow banana group will recognize the word banana faster than the yellow sky group recognizes sky. In a study by Naomi Mandel and Eric J. Johnson, researchers manipulated the background design of a website to see if it would affect consumers' product choices. Participants were asked to choose between two products in one category, like a Toyota versus a Lexus. According to Psychology Today, they found that visitors who had been primed on money i.e. the website's background was green with pennies on it, looked at price information longer than those who had been primed on safety. Similarly, consumers who had been primed on comfort looked at comfort information longer than those primed on money. End quote. Priming is simply the process of setting you up to focus on certain things once you've been given a specific stimulus. In the example above, if you read the word yellow, you'd immediately start to think of bananas. If you saw a background with money on it, you'd spend more time focusing on the cost of something. 
So what does this mean for you? Well, it's an interesting effect that can be used in a variety of situations. In marketing, brands often use a technique called associative priming to connect two disconnected ideas in your mind. For example, if I say the word Nike, you likely think just do it. If I say McDonald's, you think I'm loving it. If I say tiny leaps, you think big changes. All right. Unfortunately, that last one isn't exactly on the same level, but the concept is there. Now, you might be thinking, how does this affect whether or not I spend my money? Well, it's really simple, actually. Part of the reason Uber is able to get away with surge pricing is because we've been conditioned to think about convenience rather than about price. Sure, legally, they have to tell you the price will be higher. But even though we logically know that, a large percentage of us, myself included, will focus more on the convenience factor rather than the price increase. When you go on a website to buy something and they tell you that you can get free shipping if you buy just a little bit more, they're making you focus on the free shipping rather than the fact that you will probably end up spending more than if you had just paid for shipping. It's actually done all the time and it works incredibly well because it allows businesses and brands to control which factors you focus on. And finally, let's look at social proof. Quote, Social proof is the theory that people will adopt the beliefs or actions of a group of people they like or trust. In other words, it's the me too effect. Think of this like an awkward middle school dance. Few people want to be the first one on the dance floor, but once a few people are there, everyone else wants to join. End quote. Social proof is probably the most commonly used of each of these. Those reviews at the bottom of an Amazon listing. That's social proof. The number of followers a company's Instagram account has. That's social proof. Testimonials. That's social proof. When Facebook tells you that a friend shared something. That's social proof. The idea here is simple. Other people are doing it, so it must be okay. That's what they want you to think. When I tell you that this show has been listened to 250,000 plus times, I'm giving you social proof and planting an idea in your mind that this show must be worthwhile because so many other people have listened to it. Social proof is used nearly everywhere, and I don't know a single company that doesn't use it. In fact, even churches use social proof. You know the point when baskets start to be passed around for donations? Have you ever wondered why they have regular churchgoers just like you volunteer to bring the baskets and carry them down the aisles? Why don't they just leave the baskets at the front of the church? Well, it's because as it's passed around and you see others donate, it increases the chances that you will also donate. If the basket was just left in one spot, there likely wouldn't be a single donation because no one would want to be the first to do it. They need to see other people before they feel comfortable. Now, I want to be clear. These marketing techniques aren't bad or good. These people are just doing their job. A company needs you to buy from them. A finance salesperson needs to make commission. A church needs you to donate. And I need you to listen to the podcast. The point isn't that these techniques are somehow wrong. It's to give you a sense of awareness when these things happen so that you can keep yourself from getting sucked in. Don't spend money you don't need to spend. And if you do, make sure you are doing it consciously. That's the first step to mastering your personal finance and hopefully having a better understanding of the marketing techniques being used against you will help you to do just that. 
Show notes for this episode are available at www.gregclunas.com as well as any resources or book recommendations. So head over to www.gregclunas.com right now and check those out. That's it for episode 88. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to subscribe, to leave a rating and a review, and to check back tomorrow. If you'd like to receive the Tiny Leaps Digest, a weekly newsletter containing the best personal development content from all across the web, you can do so by texting the word TINY to 38470 right now. And just to throw a little bit of social proof in there, hundreds of listeners just like you have already signed up. So what are you waiting for? Text the word TINY to 38470 right now and I will see you in your inbox. Until tomorrow, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.